Good morning, sports fans. Welcome to another episode of The Benchwarmer. I'm your host, Jason, of The Detailing Mind. So I figured today I'd just kind of run through uh, some of my uh, sporting history, if you will. Um, and what I mean by that is some of my favorite teams throughout the uh, the decades as they have slightly changed. Uh, and just kind of give a, a little bit of a, a brief history of some of my um, background when it comes to sports. Um, when it comes to my own personal uh, play, when it comes to sports, uh, I started off at a very young age playing soccer. Uh, most states have uh, AYSO, I think it's American Youth Soccer Organization, so I started out at a pretty young age, around the age of four, playing uh, soccer. So that was kind of my my introduction into sports as a kid. Um, and I want to say that in some facet, I played some sort of competitive sports for about uh, 15 years. I, like I said, started around the age of four when I was still in elementary. And I finished playing competitive soccer when I was 19. So, as I mentioned, I played throughout uh, elementary when it came to AYSO. Middle school, I played for my high, my uh, my school's uh, middle school team, as well as I played AYSO. Now, when it came to AYSO, at least in the state of Michigan, I remember playing two seasons. There's like a fall season and a spring season. Uh, when it came to middle school and high school level, they obviously quit doing the fall season because they didn't want to compete with uh, varsity sports for schools. So, middle school and high school, I played uh, uh, soccer for both my middle school and my high school teams. And also, in high school, at least, I also played indoor soccer in the winter months instead of playing uh, an indoor uh, or winter uh, season sport. Uh, in this case, it was primarily like wrestling and basketball. Um, I'm trying to think what else there was, but I can't quite remember. Um, and then, obviously, uh, to kind of round out and culminate my whole uh, soccer experience, I played one year of college soccer uh, at a, a small two-year college. So, a uh, good 15 years of competitive soccer under my belt, uh, growing up both as a kid and as a young adult. I also got into track when I was in high school. I play. I, I ran three years of track, uh, sophomore through senior year. I also did one year of college track as well, and this was a, uh, a small four-year college. Uh, I think they're part of the NAIA uh, when, it come to, when it came to collegiate play. Uh, so very small. Um, I want to say that both schools, you know, both colleges were about 400 students, maybe 500 students for the four-year college. So it wasn't very many people. Very small college, so... Um, there was no tryouts or anything like that. It was just, 
if you wanted to if you wanted to run, if you wanted to play soccer, you could go and play. Uh, so that was that was nice. You know, I, I enjoyed doing that. Uh, I also tried my luck in elementary at uh, Little League, and it just didn't go very well for me. Um, I I was just bored with 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 baseball. I I didn't like it. For me, it was I was put out in left field and just kind of you know sat around out there twiddling my thumbs and waiting for somebody to hit a ball that direction and very very seldom did it happen but it, you know when it did I was able to at least get the ball back into the infield and and let uh, uh, the infield players uh, flub it up a little bit and uh, so that was kind of my my outfield experience I just played left field because nobody else wanted to and I think it's because they they thought that because I was uh, left-handed when it came to throwing, that it would uh, it would just work to put me in left field. So yeah, whatever. Um, I also didn't really enjoy playing baseball when it came to batting because uh, I get I one of my childhood friends, at least during uh, my elementary years, he really enjoyed trying to uh, beat me. When on the opposite team, so he would purposely try to throw the ball to hit me, as he was the pitcher for his uh, little league team. So it got to it just didn't get fun because you know it, I got on base a lot. I, I uh, uh, became one of the uh, top uh, base stealers, at least on my team, but maybe amongst a couple other teams because people, you know, especially my my friends when they're on other teams they keep trying to beam me you know so after a while I just kind of stood there and let them hit me you know I didn't even bother to try to you know back away from them because they get on base and then I'd steal a couple bases on them before they realized oh man maybe I shouldn't be doing this so uh it was you know it was pretty fun you know in that regard being being a, a big time uh, base stealer but at the same token it's just like you know eh it gets old after a while you know I kind of want to be able to try to you know hit the ball and at least score runs that way. So that's kind of my brief experience playing uh, little league baseball. It was just a couple seasons, two or three in, in elementary. Same thing for um, basketball. I did a couple years. I think it was third, fourth, and fifth grade in elementary. I, I think I, if I remember correctly, I, I played uh, elementary basketball. We had, you know, elementary's had teams. So, uh, in the case of my school, uh, it was still semi-integrated uh, into one. My my high school back in the 50s and I think 60s was originally three separate schools. And then, as numbers dropped off, they combined into uh, one one big school, you know, and, and, uh, we still had in elementary, the old elementary schools that wasn't centralized like it is now. Now we have our elementary is all centralized along with our, uh, middle school and high school. But, uh, when I was going to primary, primary school, K through 12 here in the States, it was, uh, elementary, which was kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, we had set three separate schools for the, 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 the three villages that make up our high school. 
And so at that time, each town still had its own elementary. And so we would play the other elementaries and then all, uh, in, in our school. And then we'd also play uh, other elementaries from other towns. Um, and that was kind of fun. You know, I, I did pretty decent on that. Uh, I wasn't like the best player, but uh, they mainly, you know, used me as a guard because I was pretty tall for my age. Um, and even throughout uh, high school, I was still pretty decently tall. But, you know, by the time I got to middle school, I was kind of winding down on playing uh, basketball. I think I maybe played basketball in sixth grade, too. So maybe four years in total, I played uh, uh, basketball for... Um, for school, uh, uh, for high school sports, I should say. Um, uh, beyond that, I didn't really get into any kind of uh, league outside of school. It just wasn't my thing. Um, wrestling, I was tempted to do wrestling. Same thing with cross country in high school, but I just, you know, wasn't my thing. So then I think the one year I was thinking about doing cross country my senior year in high school I uh, got a temporary ban from playing uh, from playing uh, high school sports you know which would have uh, gone into the the winter the well, it, was, it was like the second portion or the second third or the second quarter I'd say of uh, um the fall season for playing soccer so I couldn't do cross country because I had a temporary ban and then I also couldn't do uh, wrestling either I was thinking about doing wrestling just for one year to see what it was all about and just didn't work out uh, once again I had a temporary ban not from playing high school sports uh, that was mainly because uh, quick quick ten, tangent story here uh, when I was playing soccer we were playing against our arch rivals that was uh, basically the central part of the county, and we were on the western part of the county. And uh, so we were playing them. The ref was a hometown ref, literally from the uh, the, the the village that uh, we were playing in, because we were playing away at, at their uh, field, at their high at their high school. And it was getting very uh, um, very intense, you know, it was a big time rivalry, we'd come off of a really successful season my junior year, now into my senior year, we didn't have quite the punch, because we lost quite a bit of players on the team, um, but, uh, yeah, it, uh, got pretty intense, you know, uh, there was a couple questionable plays that happened, where, the other team in the state of Michigan, one of the rules was if you did a slide tackle from behind, it was an automatic red card. At the very least, an automatic yellow card, depending on, on you know the discretion of the referee, based off of if he came directly from behind or if he came from the side. Um, but at the very least, it should have been a yellow card. And it happened two times, and no card was given. And it was, you know, during a breakaway for our team. And then um, the third time it happened, it happened to one of our players who was was getting ready to score. 
and he ended up breaking his leg, or he, he ended up doing some damage. He injured the player, our player, and he was in he was in the penalty box. But the referee grabbed the the ball and took it outside of the penalty box and made it an indirect kick, not a penalty kick. And there was another case too where it was inside the penalty box, but instead of it being a direct uh, penalty kick, it was a direct kick, which means you could score just right off the kick. Whereas an indirect kick, you have to have somebody else touch it first. You know, the, the person kicking the ball just can't directly try to kick it in the net. Uh, so that really infuriated me as well that three times this happened, no penalty kick. Also, one of our players was injured in the play and he was out I think for the rest of the season um, that really irked me too I, he was one of our better defenders and the, he which was, says a lot because not only was he a really good defender but he also was uh, the one who almost scored a goal because he you know was able to get the ball and, and uh, position himself to get into more of an offensive position to almost score you know so that really irked the hell out of me that uh, the, this happened. It also irked the hell out of me, too, because I was basically benched by my coach the whole second half of the game so we could put a bunch of freshmen in. Um, and there was, like, a whole bunch of politics I was involved in uh, in uh, my on my team anyway. And it had to do with having the right last name in the community. I didn't have the right last name in my community growing up, so... I was benched quite frequently in favor of all these other uh, freshmen and, and sophomores who had the right last name in the community, but um, yeah, that's kind of how it all turned out, you know, so in this particular game, I got benched, I was pissed about it, um, my coach even told me, he's like, well, you're not a scoring threat as, a, as the uh, wing or the in, in the midfield position, so I'm benching you, I'm going to put somebody else and let them try, despite the fact he had to sit there and literally coach this freshman on how to play that position, which I thought was kind of stupid. It's like, you know, how can he be a scoring threat when you have to literally tell him what to do in that position? Secondly, it was pretty uh, aggravating because I was the closest one to scoring that whole the whole time. Uh, his son, who also was a midfielder but in the central position uh, in the center midfield his son you know just totally bombed like three or four um, attempts you know uh, shots on goal where they just sailed really high above the uh, crossbar and uh, coach has the, the coach at the time had this thing where if you uh, in practice or at a game especially at a game though if you uh, if you just air it way, you know, above the uh, crossbar, you had to do push-ups. And of course, the next day in practice, you didn't have to do push-ups. So, uh, kind of favoritism there that really irked me. But uh, um, yeah, but you know, so he didn't—he he didn't bench his son who kept just totally airballing all of his shots above the the crossbar. But I was the only one that put it on goal that half. As well as I was the only one who dinged it off the post. And it was the upright uh, bar, not the crossbar. So, in all honesty, I was the closest one to scoring that whole first half. Now, granted, we did have somebody score in the second half. But it wasn't uh, 
it wasn't uh, the coach's son, it was somebody else. Um, so that really got me upset. And then, um, so afterwards, uh, when we finished the game, we lost by like a goal or something like that, or maybe two. And I was very upset for getting benched, for being told I wasn't a scoring threat, for what happened to one of our players, and nothing was done about it. The, our coach wasn't even upset. Normally when you watch you know, a sporting event, something big like that happens, the coach is pretty livid and, and yelling. Nope, our coach was sitting back, you know, and just being very uh, passive about it, you know. Um, and so I was upset that nothing was being done by our coach to even address the situation. He didn't even... He didn't even confront the uh, referee. He didn't say anything to the referee, at, even at halftime, about what was going on. You know, so when we were going through the the line, you know, at, for every uh, sporting event in, in high school sports in the state of Michigan, when the game was done, we had to go through and you know shake each other's hands or give each other like a a, 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 a high five, but on the side, a side five, I guess, uh, and then say you know good job or some sort of encouragement, you know, in that regards. Some some sort of sportsmanship uh, uh, accolade, if you will, for, like, for the game. Uh, I didn't do that. Instead, I did not shake or uh, side-five anyone's hand. Instead, I told every single player, including the coach on the other team, to F off. And the only reason why I got in trouble for it was because the coach's son was right in front of me, heard me say it, and reported me to daddy. And then um, I got in trouble by Daddy, and Daddy reported me to the uh, um, sports, the athletic director for our, our uh, school. And he, of course, called me into his office and asked me if it was true. I told him the truth and said, "Yeah." I told, and I told him the whole situation behind it, you know. And I said, "You know, are you going to stand up? Are you going to go to the, uh, you know, to the uh, high school associate athletics association board?" about this ref who allowed this to happen and didn't properly call the, the calls. Um, because on a side note, another side note, I was a registered uh, referee in the state of Michigan for AYSO while I was in high school. So I knew these calls. I knew what was going on, you know. Um, in any other any other game, any other league, any other situation, those calls would have been made properly. But this guy, because he was hometown ref, whose son, I think, even played on the team that he was helping coach, or helping ref, you know, it was it just conflict of interest all around. And of course, the athletic director uh, didn't do anything. He, he wasn't gonna, he wasn't gonna press the subject. He wasn't gonna take it before the board, anything like that. So I said, I'm not gonna, apo I'm not gonna apologize um, because I'm standing up for my teammate. And I'm standing up for myself if nobody else is going to. So I took the uh, I took the punishment, you know. I took the little uh, uh, suspension, and I, in the end, I did send I did write a letter to the uh, to the team as a whole and apologize for saying uh, f off to them. Uh, but I did that on my own accord, and I, you know, re regardless, you know, I I felt it was the best thing to do. But at the same token, I don't regret saying it either, you know. Uh, I'll say my apologies. Uh, yeah, I was sorry, but I also don't regret it. You know, it was kind of a, a shitty situation. So, anyway, that was kind of my one brief story as to why I wasn't able to do fall cross country or fall or winter uh, wrestling because it interfered 
with the suspension that I was uh, sitting out on, um, so I wasn't able to join either one. Uh, on the on a side note, I was able to get back into playing, but I was still pretty much benched for most of the game. I just at that point became a a, a full time sub, uh, as was most people on my, in my grade. Except for one kid who only played one or one year of, of soccer uh, for the team, his senior year, he got to play it. He was a senior. Um, one other guy got to play, but he had the right last name in the community. So basically, I was benched for the rest of the uh, season after I came back, which included the uh, the playoffs. Um, so I just kind of so senior year of soccer was was pretty. Uh, um, it, was, it was a big letdown for me. It really tarnished my uh, excitement about playing. And then lastly, to kind of round out my whole uh, history of playing sports, I did technically play for a minor league rugby team. Uh, I played for, I want to say, four whole seasons and then two half seasons, if you will. Uh, one of them was because I was injured. The other one was just because work got in the way. But I, I technically played for uh, um, four seasons, when, uh, four whole seasons, and two half seasons when it came to uh, the minor league rugby team. Um, I I consider them to be minor league rugby. They are part of like a minor league system, even though they don't fully recognize themselves as a minor league. Or league in general, but it, it's still technically a minor league. Um, so technically, yeah, I played for a minor league rugby team in, in the United States. That was pretty fun. It was competitive. Um, our they they was set up a little bit differently. Um, they technically had three seasons each year. Uh, the fall season was the one that counted the most. Uh, full fifteens. Uh, rugby comes in sevens, tens, and full fifteens. Sevens right now, I think, is a uh, Olympic sport again, and uh, I prefer the 15s just because I'm a little bit slower, fatter, and older now. Um, but when I first got started, I was playing uh, sevens, and so in the spring is another 15s uh, season, but it's in a way it's kind of like a preseason, and then the summertime it's nothing but tournaments, whether it's sevens, tens, or 15s. There are a couple tournaments that are played in the wintertime to kind of do like rugby in the snow type of idea. Uh, those are mainly upstate New York and uh, Canada, but I didn't. I think I only went to one of those. Uh, but we still trained in the in the winter too. If, if it was a, a pretty decent day, we'd go outside and we'd train in the snow. You know, especially if it was like early spring and we were just getting ready to go and play uh, the spring season, we'd go and play in the snow, practice in the snow, just in case we had to go and play in it. You know. Um, but I only did one winter uh, uh, tournament. I think it was full 15s as well. I can't remember. Um, so that was basically a, a, uh, um, a quote unquote se full season in in the uh, in, in the minor league rugby system that I played for for six seasons. Uh, and but I mean, when I mean four full seasons and two half seasons. I'm only referring to uh, the fall season. 
the one that quote unquote counted that had a playoff to it and all that stuff. So um, it was pretty cool. You know, the, the preseason was the spring season. The uh, tournament season was summer. That was pretty fun. Uh, whether it was sevens or tens and the, the full 15, uh, you know, regular season, if you will, in the fall. That, that was a fun time to play. I really enjoyed it. So, um, that's basically the history of uh, my sporting, uh, my, my athleticism, if you will. Um, beyond that, uh, I guess the second half of this episode would be kind of a history of my favorite sports team. Uh, as I mentioned, I kind of went through and discussed, you know, some of my favorite teams in the previous episode. I also talked about uh, being in the market for new teams for some of these new leagues that are popping up. So I thought I would kind of give a brief history of some of my interests when it came to playing or to watching sports. Uh, so I'll start off with some of the uh, easier ones. Uh, First one that comes to mind is baseball. I would never was really a big baseball fan. Uh, even, you know, growing up in middle school, elementary, and even half of my high school uh, time in the 90s, I just never really got into baseball. The Growing up in Michigan, you think I'd be a, a Detroit Tigers fan, but... Nope, not really. Um, didn't really care for it. Uh, the only baseball team that I really liked was the Kansas City Royals. And that was because my grandpa, born and raised and lived his whole life in the same county and outside the same town in, uh, in Kansas. He was a farmer. Uh, retired when he was 80 lived to be about 93, 94, 95-ish, low to mid-90s, basically. He was a big Kansas City Royals fan. Um, and so I just became a uh, Kansas City Royals fan because that was his team. You know, I remember watching a lot of uh, games on, on the TV uh, with him, and it was Kansas City Royals, you know. So that's that's really only my my that's yeah really my only history when it comes to baseball is the like in the Kansas City Royals uh, basketball. I don't really have a favorite team. Uh, never have the in the nineties. It was really tough. I mean, I like the Pistons. They had Isaiah Thomas. They had Joe Dumars. Uh, I, I guess I could say that my favorite team was the Charlotte Hornets because they had Muggsy Bogues and uh, Johnson and I'm trying to remember who the uh, um, the third guy was, you know, on, on the team. Uh, there's also the uh, the Chicago Bulls, you know, with Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. You know, the 90s I thought was just a really good decade for, for sports in general, you know. Uh, but when it came to basketball, I, I did like basketball. I just, I, I guess I'd go with... Uh, the Charlotte Hornets as my my favorite team for basketball. When it came to college basketball, I'm a big uh, Michigan State Spartans fan. So, and by big, I mean I will sit down and watch the uh, March Madness playoff games. 
uh, whenever I get a chance, and hopefully it's to watch the Michigan State uh, team play. They'll probably be my pick again for um, my March Madness for this year, even though I know they probably won't make it. But hey, whatever, you know. Um, so there's that. Um, in the 2000s, uh, I, I, I think I was going back to being a Detroit Pistons fan, mainly because by that time, the era of the 90s was over. Charlotte Hornets had uh, relocated, I think, to uh, New Orleans or Memphis, one of the two. And so I was kind of in the uh, in the hunt for a team again. So I think I went back to, uh, if I remember correctly, I went back to the Detroit Pistons, especially since uh, they won a national championship back in the uh, in the early to mid two thousands, right around the time I was in college. So that was kind of nice to see. Uh, so I was a, a Pistons fan in the ninety or in the two thousands, in the twenty tens. Um, oh boy, I, I guess I was a Miami Heat fan mainly because uh, LeBron James became my favorite player. So I just kind of, I basically followed his career and I was a uh, Miami Heat fan. Um, but even when he moved to uh, Cleveland, I didn't really, I, I cheered for the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers only because LeBron James was on the team, but I didn't really, you know... I didn't really get into them. I think I kind of jumped uh, maybe over to L.A. The, the Lakers were in there, too, a little bit. You know, whether in the 90s with Shaq and uh, and uh, Kobe or even the early 2000s, you know, I mean, I kind of liked them a little bit. Um, to be honest, when it came to basketball, especially pro basketball in the NBA, I, I say the Charlotte Hornets, you know, in the 90s, but, I mean, it wasn't really... I kind of bounced around. Like I said, I like the Bulls. I like the Charlotte Hornets. I like the Pistons. I like the Lakers. Um, for me, it was kind of more of, like, the big-name players. Um, same thing in the 2000s. You know, it was the Lakers. It was the Pistons. Uh, I can't remember who else it was. Uh, maybe the Celtic. I can't remember too terribly much about the 2000s. Uh, and the 2010s, kind of same thing, you know, the Lakers, the uh, maybe the Cavaliers, and then also, uh, um, you know, the uh, the Miami Heat. So didn't really have a specific favorite team. Even now in the 2020s, I really don't have a favorite team. I mean, if I'm gonna cheer for anybody, maybe it's gonna be uh, I guess the Charlotte Hornets because they're back, but I don't think they're the greatest. Maybe L.A. Lakers because that's where LeBron is at. But you know, yeah, I just don't really have a favorite team for pros it's you know kind of in the hunt you know still um moving on to football uh football along with hockey as you will see is i have multiple favorite teams so what i do for football and hockey is i will have like one overall favorite team and then i will have a, a like a, kind of like a, a backup uh if you're familiar with how uh, hockey does uh um, it's team leaders or captains or whatever. Um, they have a captain and then generally two alternate captains in hockey. That's kind of what I do for my uh, favorite teams in football and uh, hockey. I'll have my favorite one that's league-wide. And that's 
kind of like the captain of a team, and then I'll have two alternate uh, favorites, one in each conference, and that's kind of my uh, uh, alternate uh, captain on the team, if you will. And, uh, yeah, so when it came to football, ever since I can remember, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, all the way up until now, my favorite team overall in the NFL has always been the Green Bay Packers. I've liked them from the start, um, mainly because most of my family are Green Bay Packers, once again, despite growing up in Michigan. Um, I just, I've always been a Michigan, or a, a Green Bay Packers fan, and that hasn't changed. I, I now, kind of like with basketball, when it came to, um, when it came to football, I did like quarterbacks, so I did like a lot of teams, just based off of their uh, their quarterbacks, you know, so I liked the Cowboys because they had Troy Aikman, 90s I think was a really good uh, decade for for football, for pro football, so I liked uh, Troy Aikman for the Dallas Cowboys, I liked Steve Young, 49ers, um, I liked uh, Green Bay for Brett Favre. Uh, I like the Miami Dolphins because of uh, Dan Marino. So I I, 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 I even like the uh, uh, Indianapolis Colts because they had Jim Harbaugh. Um, he was a Michigan guy. He played uh, quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan Wolverines is my favorite uh, college team. Always has been there. I only have one favorite team when it comes to uh, um, college football. It's the Wolverines. Um, but... Uh, when it came when it came to uh, football, the Green Bay Packers they were my my, my top dog in the running. I, I just I really enjoyed um, watching Green Bay. I also liked them because of the fact that they are community owned. The people of Green Bay, whether that means just the city or maybe the surrounding county, but it's the people of Green Bay who own the team as like a. a collective or a, co a cooperative type of a, a setup and they have rules in place to make sure one person or one family or one entity if you will does not get even a ma majority ma minority ownership of the uh, stock or ownership of the company so they have rules in place to make sure that uh no one entity can get a significant portion of control over the company. Uh, they they uh, they vote for a lot of you know bylaws and clauses and stuff like that. Almost like voting for your representative, you know, on the local, state, or federal level, you know. And they will vote in their managers who will manage and run the company on their behalf or the franchise, the team. So I really like that. I think that's. A, that, I think that there should be more teams that are like that. Hell, I think that they should expand it and have some sort of a ownership by the players themselves. You know, I think that would be uh, pretty cool as well. Um, it's also the reason why I my favorite team as of right now is the Edmonton Elk in the Canadian Football League. They are set up the same way. There's two other. Um, teams that are in the CFL that are also community owned, similar to Green Bay and, and Edmonton, but 
as of right now, I'm going to be leaning towards the Edmonton Elk. They have a much more storied history, kind of like the Green Bay Packers. Same color, same general design of the, of the jerseys. So I'm just going to default with them for now. Um, also, both teams are the uh, most successful when it comes to the most championships. So there's that as well. Um, but back to the NFL, Green Bay is my favorite team overall. And so they're my number one team. Always have been, whether it's in, it was in the 90s, the 2000s, 2010s, or here in the, this decade, the 2020s. Uh, as for my alternate conference favorite teams, that has shifted over the years. Um, in the 90s, it was primarily, as far back as I can remember anyway, the New England Patriots. Yeah, I know a lot of people are going to be mad at me for that one. But it was because uh, I really liked Drew Bledsoe as the uh, quarterback. So this was pre-Brady. Um, and it even kind of, uh, to be honest, it went into the early 2000s as well when they won their first uh, Super Bowl. And that was the year that uh, Tom Brady became the big star and Drew Bledsoe got injured. So they kind of replaced him with the up-and-coming Tom Brady, who once again was a University of Michigan alum. So another reason why I liked the uh, uh, New England Patriots uh, in the AFC, even in the early 2000s. So um, I guess it was for a decade I liked them. It was the, the Bledsoe years on the, the late... 90s, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl against the, the Green Bay Packers. So it's the one time I actually got to see two of my favorite teams um, in the Super Bowl. Uh, in the 90s, I didn't really have. I, I guess I'll go with the Detroit Lions, uh, mainly because of uh, Barry Sanders. Um, so I guess I'll go with the, with the Lions as my uh, my NFC favorite team, but. I mean, they were kind of a distant third. Uh, it was definitely uh, New England and Green Bay. So it was pretty cool to see my two favorite teams face off in the Super Bowl that one year. Um, in the 2000s, things kind of shifted up a little bit. And uh, say the mid-2000s, this is kind of once uh, New England kind of got like three uh, Super Bowls under their belt. And then all these stories came out about them cheating and all that stuff. And just, you know, Tom Brady showing that he's a real class act, uh, you know, jerkwad. Um, I, I jumped ship and I got a new team. Uh, and I started uh, cheering for the Kansas City Chiefs. At the time, I was still in college. So I think that, you know, made a, a big impact on picking them. Plus, I was going to college in Kansas. And the Kansas City Chiefs were just starting to kind of get good again. So I uh, was starting to really uh, get interested in the Kansas City Chiefs. On the NFC side, once again, I didn't really have a favorite alternate team. Um, yeah, I don't know who it would be in the... Uh, 2000, the late 2000s. That, that's kind of a tough one. Um, yeah. Maybe the 49ers? I I don't know. I, I can't really 
can't really pick one, to be honest. So I think I was kind of without a uh, without a team in the uh, the NFC uh, in the uh, mid to late 2000s. Again in the 2010s, I uh, I think I went back to the Lions in the NFC. Mainly because they had Matthew Stafford, they had Megatron, they, they, they were basically stacked, you know. They were looking like they were going to do it, to be a, a contender for at least conference uh, finals, you know. So I was back to cheering for the, um, for the Lions, you know, I thought they were going to be doing pretty good. On the AFC side, I... Especially once I had moved to the Buffalo area for about four years. I moved there in 2011. And then I left in 2014. So a good three years, anyway. Um, Three and a half years. I became a Buffalo Bills fan, you know, uh, in the AFC. The fan base is really really great. Um, And I think they're a, a, a pretty, you know pretty rich uh, city when it comes to a legacy of uh, pro football so in all in all regards I you know jumped on to their uh, uh, fan base uh, bandwagon if you will and uh, I've basically been AFC uh, Buffalo Bills fan ever since um, and that's basically how it was in the uh, 2010s all the way up until now in the 2020s, that's still the case. I am still a big fan of the Buffalo Bills in the AFC, NFC. Obviously, like I said, still a uh, Green Bay Packers fan. And and the NFC side, I mean, it's to be honest, it's kind of a tough one. Um, I might go with the Seattle Seahawks. Believe it or not. Maybe, yeah, I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks. I think they're a pretty legit team, you know. Um, kind of proved their uh, proved their worth, I'd say. So, definitely them. If not, maybe in the 2010s at the very least, uh, is the Vikings. And that was kind of along the lines of, you know, if it wasn't cheering for uh, uh, the success of the Detroit Lions, it was because Brett Favre was there for a couple of years, so I, I guess maybe the uh, the NFC uh, in the late 2000s would, would have been the Vikings because Brett Favre switched over there, um, but then easily come 2010s, it was, uh, I'll, I'll just stick with the uh, Detroit Lions, and then the late 2010s, it was definitely, uh, um, it was definitely the uh, Uh, Seattle Seahawk uh, football club. So that's kind of how it was for uh, football. Uh, moving on to the uh, hockey, the NHL. Uh, obviously, my number one uh, team overall from the 90s all the way till now is the Detroit Red Wings. I've always been there, a big fan of them. Uh, when it comes to any alternate teams that I'd like from the 90s, um, oh boy. You know, I I don't think I really did uh, 
team, I'll, to, I, I'll go with the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins in the 90s, in the uh, the East, and then when it comes to the West, I guess um, I'd go with uh, the Minnesota North Stars until they relocated to Dallas, and then in the Western Conference it would be. That is a tough one. I think, uh, I guess, uh, the, uh, Chicago Blackhawks, believe it or not. Um, I know they're a big time rival with the, the Red Wings, but, you know, I, I like them for that rivalry, I guess. So, I guess that was my, uh, my NFC, uh, breakdown. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, my uh, my Western Conference uh, breakdown uh, for the NHL in the 90s. In the 2000s, um, first half of the 2000s, I'd say it was the, uh, still the Pittsburgh Penguins. The NFC side, that's going to be a little bit uh, harder to gauge. I think I had a favorite uh, alternate team in the uh, in, a, in the uh, Western Conference in the 2000s. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I had a, a, a team. If if the Ottawa Senators were in the in the uh, um, were there, then maybe. But I think they were always an Eastern Conference team. And to be to be honest, uh, the the 2000s, I kind of went through uh, a few favorite teams on um, the Eastern Conference. Um, the first half was the Pittsburgh Penguins. The second half of the 2000s, it was the Ottawa Senators. And on the NFC, I don't think I yeah I don't think I had a favorite team on the NFC. I think I just said or I'm sorry once again Western Conference. We're in, we're in hockey here. Uh, I don't think I had a, a Western Conference uh, favorite um, in the 2000s. I think it was just two teams: it was Detroit, and then an ultimate uh, from the uh, the Eastern Conference. Uh, 2010s, I switched over and uh, became. I, I think the first half was still. Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely go with uh, the Buffalo Sabers are my Eastern. Uh, Conference team, and uh, in the Western Conference. Yeah, I don't think I got a favorite team over in the Western Conference in the 2010s either. Um, and then here in the 2020s, once again, it's the it's the same. It's uh, Buffalo in the Eastern Conference, and now it's the Seattle Kraken in the West. And Detroit still number one, even though now Detroit has shifted over to the Eastern Conference, and that happened, I want to say, in the late 2010s. Um, actually, I'll take it back. I'm going to say that in the 2000s and 2010s, I'm just going to go with the Vancouver Canucks. I think they were, I think they were a pretty good uh, 
Western Conference teams, I'm, I'm going to pick them as my, the team that I was cheering for. But now in the 2010s here, it's definitely Seattle crack. And I like the, I know, I like the New Jerseys. They got, they got a whole bunch of different uh, colors of blue in there, shades of blue. And even though I kind of was hoping they'd go with more of a green color or a, definitely a throwback to their time as the uh, Seattle uh, uh, Metropolitans from like a century ago, I think it would be kind of cool. I, I still like the, the, the Kraken. You know, I like the... I like that 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 new design that the team got. So that's kind of my uh, um, my uh, favorite teams for hockey. Uh, when it comes to soccer, uh, international play, I'm Team Germany, and then Team USA for women's. Uh, when it comes to club play, uh, just historically. Uh, in the 90s and, and uh, I'd say the late ni- second half of the 90s and the first half of the early of the 2000s DC United in the MLS was my favorite team don't have a team my favorite team in the in the uh, Major League Soccer uh, League anymore uh, so I'm, I guess I'm kind of shopping for a new team I also did like the uh, Kansas City Wizard I like the uh, LA Galaxy and I also like the uh, Chicago Fire as some alternates, but I never really got deep into them. Um, but uh, I guess they were runner-ups, if you will, quasi-ultimate uh, favorites. Also in the late 90s and early 2000s, when it came to the Spanish Premier League, my favorite team was Real Madrid. When it came to the Scottish Premier League, my favorite team was the Glasgow Rangers. Um, English Premier League, I think it was either Liverpool or Arsenal. I didn't really come up with an official favorite team for the English Premier League. Uh, when it came to the German uh, Bundesliga, I liked... Uh, I, it, I In the late 90s, early 2000s, I liked the 1860 Munich mainly because I thought it was the throwback jersey for Bayern Munich. And then I found out they were just a separate team from Munich, but they were called 1860 because that's roughly when the uh, club was reorganized when it merged with another Bayern, uh, with another team from Munich. Um, so I guess technically I was a uh, 1860 Munich fan. They're down in like a third tier now. They were relegated a couple times, even though they were one of the founding members of the top tier uh Bundesliga. Um, so I guess uh, default I'm uh, mid 2000s on a, a Bayern Munich fan. Um, let's see, who else did I like? Uh, when it came to the Italian league, I liked, uh, oh, who was it? Uh, Palermo, because that was my, uh, high, my, my boss from high school. He was from uh, Sicily. And so, I ended up uh, liking his team. Let's see who else. Uh, The Dutch League, I liked Feyenoord because one of uh, of my teammates in in high school soccer was from the the Netherlands, and that was his favorite team. So, whenever we watch uh, soccer, it'd always be uh, Feyenoord. Let's see what other uh, leagues were there. Um, I think that's all I can remember. Yeah, those were the main clubs that I, club leagues that I liked, uh, and it was mainly because I was uh, 
you know, some of my friends, including my brother at the time, were, you know, big into soccer, so we'd go around and find all these different leagues to watch and pick our favorite teams. But uh, mid-2000s, that kind of died out in general. I just stopped really getting into soccer in the mid-2000s. That's where I really, really, really got into hockey uh, and rugby. And uh, soccer just took a wayside. Also got into lacrosse. Uh, I guess I'm going to go with, I think, in, when it comes to indoor, I think it would be the Buffalo Bandits. Outdoor, I guess I'll go with the Atlanta team. But I'm technically in the in the hunt for a, a favorite team for both indoor and outdoor uh, pro lacrosse. Um, moving on to rugby. Uh, when it comes to uh, a national play or, or international, I'm a big fan of New Zealand. I also like uh, South Africa uh, as well. And when it comes to sevens, I do like the United States. Going back to uh, hockey real quick, I forgot when it came when it comes to international play, like for the Olympics or for Hockey World Cup, I'm Team Canada. Um, when it comes to international play for rugby, uh, sevens I do prefer I do like uh, Team USA. Uh, when it comes to the full 15s for like Rugby World Cup, that type of thing, I like uh, New Zealand, but I also like South Africa. Uh, mainly because of their history uh, in the 90s uh, surrounding Nelson Mandela. Um, let's see what else is there. When it comes to club teams, I don't really like... I, I don't really have any club favorites. Uh, right now, when it comes to Major League Rugby here in the United States and Canada, I'm uh, really looking into... Um, the Chicago Hounds as my favorite team. They're an expansion team that'll be starting up here this year, 2023. Uh, so they're going to be playing uh, their inaugural season here. Coming up, I think in February or March, they're going to start playing uh, either uh, regular season, if not at the very least preseason. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm trying to find somewhere where I can get a jersey for, uh, for them, but not going to happen. Let's see. When it, that's uh, rugby union, which is what I'm used to playing. You know, from my time uh, playing for a minor league team, if you will. Um, let's see here. When it comes to rugby league, which is a variation of rugby, not quite familiar with it, but it's fun to watch. Um, I don't really have any favorites. Still trying to figure that out. I know there's the National Rugby League. That's down. That's an Australian and New Zealand league. So I'm thinking about picking a team down there. I might pick the New Zealand team down there, but not 100% sure. Um, also, when it comes to international play for rugby, I, I am kind of getting into the, uh, the Irish national team as well. Um, but back to uh, club play. I think there's also a... Uh, a rugby league league here in the United States as well. I'm not sure if they're fully open as a league yet. I know uh, COVID really hit a lot of these uh, up-and-coming uh, uh, smaller leagues for some of the more quote-unquote minor uh, sports in this country. So 
I don't know. Uh, we'll see. You know, maybe I'll find a, a, a rugby league team that I like here in the United States as well as abroad. Um, but uh, as of right now, when it comes to some of these smaller uh, sports, if you will, even though rugby is my second favorite sport, I'm only going to just pick one team per league type of thing. Um, so... I think that really covers it. I, I, those are really my main sports that I uh, that I really enjoy. You know, I don't really get into golf, so I don't have a favorite golfer. I don't really get into uh, any of the other sports. You know, the Olympics. When it comes to like some of the events, I don't really get into like speed skating or anything like that. It's just eh, whatever. I'll, I'll cheer for Team USA when it comes to uh, Olympic basketball or any kind of international play, but I don't know. I mean, the Aussie rules football, I'm not 100% uh, up to par on that. That's something I might have to look into. I know that they have like a very weird shaped uh, field, almost shaped like a, an actual football or a rugby ball, so it's not like a rectangle. It's you know, kind of shaped like a, a, a rugby ball. So, I don't know. I mean, that I think that works out pretty pretty decently for uh, capping out uh, kind of a history of not only my sports endeavors growing up, as well as my favorite sports teams throughout the decades. Um, as you can see, a lot of sports I didn't really come up with a solid a solid like alternate team that I liked. It's kind of more of a recent thing here since the 2010s, but I mean, I did like a lot of teams, just, you know, not, I guess in many regards, uh, not enough to call them like my alternate favorite teams based off of conference play. So there you have it. Uh, that's the, the history of uh, the warmer, if you will. Your, uh, your host, Jason. So I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Bench Warmer. Hope you have a good rest of your week. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>